The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Back to the Brandon Peters show. Uh, back from a while because I've been—they're not not necessarily reruns, but I've been putting the commentaries for Out Now with Aaron and Abe as my Monday episodes to give me a break while I work on my other summer project. But this week uh, will be a summer movie preview at the theaters. The current summer before I head back into 1993 summer. So this is a preview. Uh, and joining me for that, back to the show, the staff writer for Gizmodo IO9. The wonderful Sabina Graves. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Excited call- to be back. Uh, yes. I'm calling this Brandon and Sabina's 2023 summer movie preview. So there you go. If you like me, if you like Sabina and you like summer movies, well, you're going to get some entertaining chat here for the next so many minutes or so. Uh, Sabina, how have you been? I've been good. Just been very busy. It's been a wild start to the year. I did a lot of theme park stuff. Mm-hmm. Reading myself up at IO9. I did the opening for the Tron roller coaster and the opening for Toontown and Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway. So theme parked it up, but I'm excited to jump back into movies coming up. Gotcha. Is the is the Mickey uh, the is that the did it? Because there's a ride in Orlando that. Is that the same as that one? Yes, and it just it's, opened it's essentially in... the same ride. Okay. Uh, it does have a completely different queue. The one here is wild. They have like, uh, instead of doing like the Chinese theater, which we actually mm-hmm. have here right. in, in LA, they did a uh, a movie theater in the universe of uh, Mickey Mouse in Toontown. Okay. And so it's like a little like community theater that um just a little like, cinema house that uh celebrates hometown hero mickey mouse and um it's really great because it has like mashup posters as if they were um movies that happened in toontown but they're like spins on movies we have so there's like a freaky friday movie that is max switching bodies there's um the Mouseketeer, which is obviously like the rocketeer Mm -hmm. with mickey mouse and uh there's a movie called miska muska which is Hocus Pocus. Okay. <laughs> but with like Daisy oh, and Minnie and Clarabelle, I believe, is the third one. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cute. And they have like a bunch of Easter eggs and set pieces from things you know Mickey Mouse from. Mm-hmm. So there's like the um Steamboat Willie. There's a piece of like the ship there. There's like Mickey Mouse Sorcerer's Apprentice hat is there on display. So it's really wild because it. I, I the the queue here is way better than the queue in Orlando. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. You're just in a red carpeted like it's literally the the tour you can get at Grauman's, but you're not on the tour. You're just sitting in line waiting. Which do you? Like they do that amazing little trick when you're in the theater and then it crashes in there and then it's open. Like that's a pretty cool visual trick there. Um, yeah, they yeah. do that here too, and it, it's so much fun. It's, yeah, it's, it reminds me of when and, uh, Universal 
had this one. I'm I'm going to Universal in the fall this year, but um the back last time I was there was like 20 2011 and they had this like uh Atlantis type thing where you like just like wander around and you're like, "Okay, this is cool." And then you're in this like little room and the lights go out and they come on and you are like in this cavernous thing. You're like, "How do they do that?" I heard I heard nothing go or anything like that. Just really cool stuff, but Reminded me of that with that. So, yeah, you are really busy with theme parks. And, like, if you don't follow Sabina on, like, Instagram or Twitter or something, you should because you can see all the cool stuff she gets to do that you might not get to. You can live vicariously through her trips. So, it's a high recommend. So, here's what we're going to do. Sabina and I are going to go through the calendar of May, June, July, and August. And we're going to talk about what movies are coming out, our thoughts on them. And then we're going to play some games a little bit that we'll return to and look back at the summer after it's passed uh, in like September. So stay tuned towards the end for some fun. Um, But first off, uh, so far this year, before summer, what have been some of your favorite movies this year if you've gotten out to? Oh, yeah. I I really like Megan, Cocaine Bear, Creed 3, Scream. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I mean, I saw John Wick, too. I I love John Wick. The one that really surprised me, though, that I'm really into is Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, that's a good one. I... I, yeah, like I'm right with you with most of those. I have to say, like, I had this run of just March had five weekends. Well, one of them was March into April, but I enjoyed every single movie I went to. Like, and I was at the, but like, I, it, was, mm-hmm. it was Creed 3, Scream 6. I, I liked Shazam, Dungeons and Dragons, and the, or John Wick and Dungeons and Dragons. Like, every weekend was like, and I'm like, I don't even know. We're going to go through this summer. I don't even know that there's a run of weekends that extends to like five of movies that I'm one like eager to see, but too confident that they're going to be at least solid. You know, that's kind of what happened. And then I, I wasn't the biggest Mario fan. Um, my kids loved it and that was enough for me. But then I went and saw air the same weekend. I was like, okay, I like that quite a bit too. So, um, but yeah, I, and last year, I, I, I don't know what it is with March and April, but there was a weekend last year where I saw on like Friday night, I saw everything everywhere all at once. And then Saturday I saw RRR. So that's how badass the sp- like spring has been. Yeah. The uh, last couple of years. So that's where we're at. Okay. So you were one of the early RRR. Yes. Yeah. Peeps. I was, yeah, it was play, played here for like here in Indianapolis. It played for like a month. I didn't, I didn't even catch it on like the first uh, weekend I I caught it like the second weekend and that was so much fun and I took my son randomly because I was like you want to go see a movie day it's like three hours it's like in Hindi He's like yeah I guess and then he loved it so that movie's universally just yeah. amazing I mean I'm still chasing the high of that movie I don't know when the next time a movie will reach that like right cinematic experience <laughs> Yeah. We'll hope something does. <laughs> Our blockbusters need to be fearless like that and just embrace being a movie. Um and yeah, I just that's what one of my 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 themes I noticed with myself last year when I had to come up when I came up with my top my ten favorite films of last year, which RRR did make, was there was like like earnestness was back. Like they're like Every one of mine, absolutely, like, yeah. no, they weren't snarkily made movies. They were all like, like everything, everywhere, all at once. That is a really that wears its 
you know, every emotions on his sleeve. Everything was earnest. It wasn't like, Haha, this is stupid, right? That kind of thing. Which Marvel yeah, even like the Rakatuni stuff was absolutely yes. played straight and earnest, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it was yeah it was endearing like every everything I I noticed when I made my ten I was like wow all of these movies really are earnest and a lot of them have some old school like what we used to like in blockbuster just accepted be like yeah it's a movie we go to the movies like they make us emotional they make us this but you know when like Top Gun that was very earnest like Avatar they were all just yeah so that was what was back will it be back this year or continue I don't know we'll see. We'll see as we go through these uh, films of 2023, which the, it kicks off with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We were criminals, friends, and then we became guardians on May 5th. Are you ready for one last ride? Let's make it count. We are. Summer begins. I will destroy the Guardians with their final tour. It's a face off. I guess we'll die trying. I am Groot. I know who you are already. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume Three, rated PG thirteen, in theaters May fifth. Obviously, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm sure. <laughs> are you a big Guardians fan? I've I've talked to oh, people, yes. random people who just like. There's people who like Marvel movies, but the space stuff is a bit much for them. And I'm like, like it's the fun stuff, but okay. Yeah, I also feel like there's people who love the Guardians and then nothing else. Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. Or like they like guardians and black Panther, but not like the general Avengers, the sort of mm-hmm. like interconnected movies, you know, they like more of like the ones that still are connected, but they branch out more into the, do their own thing. Um, but no, I, I love Marvel and been following the Marvel cinematic universe since it started, but guardians is, I would say my, it's like some of my favorite films, um, p- p- maybe even my favorite. Uh, it's, it's certainly the films my husband and I connected over mm-hmm. and uh, little like adorable corniness, but it's really sincere. Uh, we don't have a song. Uh, we decided <laughs> early on that the awesome mix was like our songs. Oh, so anytime we hear a song from the awesome mix in the grocery store, out in the pub, out in public or on the radio, it's like our songs playing. And it's like one of the many songs on the awesome mixes so we are in a single we are a full album yes and now, uh, volumes we're volumes we're volumes okay, yes yeah, so that's been a lot of fun to kind of like follow along with the movies but also you know um yeah like guardians was one of the films that definitely felt like a lot more bold choices were being made mm-hmm. when, with bringing in james gunn and um, just James Gunn's saga throughout, you know, making all of these films and his commitment to these characters and just how much of himself he puts into the, these movies, particularly Rocket's character, has been, you know, very joyous to watch and cathartic in many ways. So I'm very excited for this chapter close, but um, also nervous because I think there's going to be very many tears for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I have to wonder, I, I started to wonder if Rocket, it feels like the Rocket's going to bite it, but I'm like, maybe that's a red herring, because like he's a focus of like the posters, he's got the sad lines in the trailers, I'm like, hmm, maybe it's a, they're, they're going, hey, look over here, get worried, get worried, and then bam, somebody else, but... Uh, yeah, the Guardians ones are like of my favorite Marvel movies, the, the first one is probably top five I, I don't want to have to sit and think too hard but on some days it might maybe be my top uh marvel movie because i don't know there's something that james gunn 
has managed to be one of the directors that work the best in the Marvel system. Like there's there's a lot of people who come in and then you've, there's some, while I enjoy the movies, there's like an assembly line quality to some of them. His don't feel, they're colorful because I know a lot of them got this like, like they have this like flat uh, color scheme going to them, but his are colorful. Uh, these are weird. Um, and they're just, they feel like him start to finish. And I think Black Panther has felt that way too. Coogler's uh, one of the people that have been able to like, shine start to finish others will have touches of themselves throughout there but the the gun stuff's really good and i've i have i think the second one's really good too i know that one's a bit hit or miss with people but it's a it's not the same movie as the first one it has some really interesting stuff to it um uh, yeah i i'm very excited for a third guardians it's, it's weird where they were to start and where they are now because there's like a big gap between second and third one but like when they started being between Guardians One and Two, I remember everybody loved Chris Pratt back then. Now it's like, oh, Chris Pratt, like he was like, until like as there was the Lego Movie, that Parks mm-hmm. and Rec, like, oh, we love Chris Pratt and everything, Jurassic Park, like, and then now going in here, it's like, eh, I guess we'll have him. like that's the general, you know, sense of the people. It's wild because, um, as far as like some of my colleagues and stuff, Chris Pratt has starred in movies that have damaged childhood franchises recently with, you know, Jurassic world and super Mario brothers movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't exactly agree with super Mario brothers movie per se. I actually kind of agree, but I'm also not a like Nintendo child. So I'm not a video gamer. So I just enjoyed it just on the like surface level. Like, Oh, this is cute. Like, this is fun. And there's good stuff in it. I was just kind of like Bowser's everything. Lumily is my inner like spirit. So (laughs) there you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I don't know there's some more I was hoping for, but I should, it said illumination. I know how those movies go. I've sat through many of them with my kids. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a thing, but no, there's enjoyable ability to have it. Mario. I just, for me, I was just like, ah, eh, okay. Um, but, but hopefully it hand- doesn't follow the trend with Chris Pratt in, in movies, you know, I don't know. Um, threes. <laughs> I don't dislike the guy. I think, you know, there's questionable aspects of some right. of the choices. Um, but, you know, like, I actually always think that Star-Lord wasn't ever like, the highlight of Guardians for me, at least, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it definitely introduced him as a great sort of ensemble core person, um, right. which Chris Pratt in an, in, in an ensemble, I think, always shines the most, uh, not like more yeah. than everyone else. But I think that's where, like, when he is a part of like a grouping, he bounces off people really well. He bounces yeah. Off, yeah, for sure. And so, like. You know, that's definitely something you saw in Parks and Rec, and that's something that's been a part of, like, what has made Guardians as a crew work is that Mm -hmm. everyone um, really balances each other out. And that's what I'm I'm more excited to see, that camaraderie come back on screen and and how that's going to play out. Gotcha. Well, I mean, the the, the surprise of the original, and now, like, Master Thespian Dave Bautista, like... Has come out and he's I I love his like thing, like you love it he's like oh, I'm done with this shit this kind of attitude but you're like yeah I love you whatever like but he's you know they're asking about being done and he's giving you the Daniel Craig post Spectre answer which is give the guy a break he just finished probably what was a hard shoot 
<laughs> let him work on other things. But, um, I mean, he's become quite the star or just like respectable actor since Guardians. Because I remember like the year before that, he was in Riddick. And I was like, eh. and then he was in Guardians. And you're like, holy crap, this guy's funny. And then he kept working. And then you kept being like, you know, he's pretty good. Oh, for sure. Like, even back to, like, My Spy, you know, mm-hmm. like, it was yes. cool to see him in that and and play comedic, obviously. But I think that's the closest we've gotten to him being, like, a romantic lead, kind of. Because even though it's kind of right. like the, the B-plot, um, I thought he was, like, very endearing and stuff. But then he was also able to, like, turn and um, give very, like, intense you know, complex performances in like Blade Runner and Knock at the Cabin. Did you say Knock at the Cabin? Yeah. So like that is a really silly part on paper and not, and he pulls it off. Like, like Absolutely. I mean, buy into it. Someone else, you've been like, oh God, what is this? But he, he sells what is a really wild concept and silly character on paper. He sells hard. It's awesome for him yeah i'm so excited to see where he's gonna go and he's gonna play you know one of the intense bad guys in doom Mm -hmm. coming up and oh yeah my prediction one day he's gonna direct a movie and it's gonna be pretty damn good and people are gonna be like whoa but you should see it coming because if you look at his career choices he's always working with like a top known director, like Villeneuve, Shyamalan, like uh, like he's uh, even Bond. He was working with Mendez. He wasn't. He wasn't on some other Bond movie. It was the Sam Mendez Bond movie, and like he's working with directors because he's learning. And Bradley Cooper did the same thing before Star is Born. He's working with like different directors and stuff, and like they pick up on stuff. Like Affleck did that. Like so, I imagine he'll direct something, and we'll all be like, whoa. Potentially Adam Driver too. Potentially Adam Driver's in that boat too. Because I'm like, you're not doing just you're not doing blockbusters all the time here. When you could, you're sitting and picking interesting people to work with. So that's uh yeah. Um, but yeah, Guardians three that that kicks off on May the fifth. But also that day we have counter programming, a movie called Love Again coming from Sony, and uh, Scott is it. Priyanka Chopra Jonas, uh, Sam Hewen, and Celine Dion's in it. So that's your counter-programming this year. Is that the one where Celine is actually in it, like, as herself? Yes. <laughs> I think so. Um, I'm intrigued. I think I read a little bit about that one, and I was like, this is a really wild concept. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, the, the, te- the little line is that Mira Ray, who is struggling to cope with the death of her fiancé, unintentionally sends a sequence of romantic messages to his old cell phone number, which has been reassigned to Rob Burns' new work phone. As a journalist, Rob is drawn to the candidness in Mira's beautifully written text. When he is tasked with writing a feature about the famous singer Celine Dion, he seeks her assistance in finding a way to meet Mira in real life and ultimately win her affection. So, that is... Go Celine. (laughs) Uh, But yeah... I love an unhinged sort of like meet cute that is mm-hmm. kind of bonkers, but uh, it's ridiculous enough to where I want to see if it'll work. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm I'm champ like hey romantic comedy in the theater like 
I hope people go. Like, I, uh, all genres need to be theater available. That's and that's been one that's been. Should we? Like, it's been the comedies in general too. Um, but it's the uh, was it Maid of Honor? Was that the Patrick Dempsey one that came out alongside like Spider Man Three when that came out? So you got to have that counter programming for the movie that for the for the Guardians movie that's coming out um okay so uh and then the next week we'll move on to may 12th uh the uh, first movie that comes out to 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 challenge guardians of the galaxy for the summer throne is book club the next chapter is this a sequel to some okay to book club to book club okay <laughs> to book club when did book club come out because i have no memory of this oh my gosh uh 2018 um this is when it came out this this of course is the uh diane keaton jane fonda candace bergen and mary steenbergen bergen team uh i didn't see book club so i did not see book club and i did see 80 for brady and i had a great time with that I want to know when 80 for Brady 2 comes out. <laughs> there you go. 81 for Brady. 81 for Brady. For, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is the, yeah, the classic. I mean, this has been a thing for a while. Like, let's get these. They used to headline their own movies or Oscar pictures, and let's get these old gals together and have some fun. And this is that, that kind of one. These are not typically my cup of tea. I, uh, I once on a plane saw the Jane Austen book club. That was kind of one of these. Had Jimmy Schmitz in it. So I was like, all right, you know what? Give it a shot. Wasn't very good, but, you know. Uh, yeah, book club, colon, the next chapter. Um, that one. Uh, then we have also, let's see, we have, looks like uh, Charlie Day. His first movie as a director, Fool's Paradise coming out it's probably a more oh. limited release okay but but um a down on his luck publicist played by ken jeong uh gets his lucky break when he discovers a man recently released from a mental health facility looks just like a method actor who refuses to leave his trailer so it's got a lot of a lot of celebrities in this one uh, charlie day directing so it's a good year for him. He's in the biggest, what's probably going to be the biggest movie of the year. I don't, I imagine, like, Summer can have whatever, but I, I think Mario is just going to be this freaking juggernaut. So. Oh, for sure. So good year for Charlie Day. Here. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, then we have uh, the Robert Rodriguez movie, Hypnotic, which I think is getting a theatrical release. I think it is, too. Um, this trailer Ben Affleck is is something. It is. <laughs> oh boy! Didn't he show this movie unfinished to South by Southwest? Like, here's what I have so far, or or some fist festival this year. He showed it unfinished. I'm like, what are you doing, man? But like, this isn't like a test screening. You're you're showing it to people. We're gonna go blab about it, but it's so wild with like it's the comparisons that it's drawing, and you know we really don't know what it's entirely about because people are like, oh, it's kind of like Inception, but it's also like a mystery, and you know, like there are it's Ben Affleck being Ben Affleck, 
<laughs> um, but, uh, you know, like on a quest to save or get his daughter back, I believe, mm-hmm. from something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... And like yeah. hypnotism is like a big thing with it. So is it a thriller? Is it a supernatural movie? I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, I, you'll have to go to the theater to find out apparently. But if it, yeah, if it plays around you, it seems like, yeah. I wonder if that's going to be like, because it's from Ketchup Entertainment, Solstice Studios, and Ingenious Media. So I don't imagine that's a really wide release here. Um, so I don't know. Um, another another one coming out is Knights of the Zodiac. It's a, a Japanese film. Uh, it's an action fantasy. It's it comes out in Japan on April twenty eighth in the United States on May twelfth. And these have been doing pretty good. These are like what's dominating the box office overseas as well too. So um, that could be a could be a surprise. Not box office surprise hit, but something that'd be like, oh, I saw this badass movie. Fantasy movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And probably limited release also Monica. It's a twenty twenty two festival film. Um the IFC films is releasing uh this second weekend as well. Um it's about a woman returns home to care for her dying mother. It stars Patricia Clarkson, Amberly Browning. So yeah. Mm, is that horror or is it like a drama? It is a drama. Okay. So, yeah, interesting. I'll probably be in your independent theaters and stuff like that. So that's coming. That's that's the second week of of summer here, and we move to May nineteenth with the big big movie, Fast X. Dominic Toretto. Problem with having such a big family. Can't save them all. You'll never break my family. He's coming for you with everything. Let's dig some grace. We need weapons and cars. Cannon cars. That was awesome! Only Peters, May 19th. Are you big on the Fast movies? I am. I grew up with all the Fast films, and that's one where I'm just like... I. Reach the craziest heights. I'm there, and um, I I can't wait to see what what is going to happen in this one. Just because the trailers have me really amped up, and um, Momoa as the villain. Um, yes. What? Yeah, I was I was I you know pumped to see him. He's he's happy to be there. He is like yeah. I, I feel like he could re-energize this thing as it hits its final turn. I, pun intended. Um, and I, I I love the use of Notorious Thugs, the Bone Thugs and Harmony Notorious B.I.G. song that I used to crank in high school. Um, but I was like, what? No way. And then Momoa. And that's, there's just a, a vibe to it. Like, I feel really good. But granted, every time these movies release a trailer, I am like so psyched after watching the trailer and then, like, yeah, the movies typically deliver, but I'm just, like, part of the fun of Fast and Furious is that first trailer and being like, what? Because they hide everything so well. And then it's like, here's a surprise for you. And it's this this trailer, and you're like, how did you guys film and do all this? And nobody, like, leaked a thing. Maybe it's because I don't go looking for leaks, but it feels like it's a big surprise every time. Definitely. 
And this one, Justin Lin quit this film yeah. a couple weeks into shooting. So have to wonder. I, we'll, we'll see how how we do with um oh what's his name uh yeah louis uh louis uh letier or whatever his name is um who directed incredible hulk clash of the titans and the now you see me uh movies so we will see how he handles he helps that um but yeah i'm very excited everybody upon everybody's back and i feel like the door is opening for Dwayne Johnson to return for the final one because this one's going back to Fast Five. I don't know. He seems like he's gonna need it. And... He does, but I don't know if he is gonna. If Vin Diesel is gonna be willing to let him. Vin's looking really good these days, though. That's the thing with that the whole beef with Dwayne. Like it's, I don't know. We'll have to see the the Black Adam and this Moana thing. I'm like, well, what is going on here? We'll see. We'll see, but. I have a feeling that they will. Uh, it's like a wrestling thing. Like it's gonna wrestling storyline. Like this could their beef also. It yeah. feels weird. Like it could be manufactured. It could be manufactured. You know. For this, yeah. So you never know. But I, I feel like a dump truck could be backed up. They maybe actually share a real scene together, unlike the last one they were in, where it like you could tell they they were maybe not on set together during it because that last shot of that rooftop dinner scene looks really weird but um yeah so that's fast x but it's not the only movie coming out on that weekend you have you can go see the remake of white men camp jump that has sequel wallace and jack harlow jack harlow jack harlow who i didn't know existed until saturday night live yeah, I didn't know he existed until he did that feature on the Lil Nas X song, I think. Okay. That, that's it. And I was like, oh, okay, so we are moving full seam ahead with that guy and not Lil Nas X who has Prince energy and who I feel like yes. would be fun in, in movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this is also the uh, also the late Lance Reddick is in this movie as well. But I, I don't know... If there's going to be a draw for this or anything like that, but best of luck to white men can't jump because um, I don't know. Um, we have a probably a, a light release. Paul Schrader's next next movie with uh, Joel Edgerton, Sigourney Weaver in it, and uh, Quintessa Swindell is called the. It's called Master Gardener. So. Imagine that's going to be a limited engagement that comes up. His last one was the one with Oscar Isaac, I think, the card count, which uh, was okay. I mean, if you're into Paul Schrader movies, it's pretty good. Um, he's had some – he, he kind of goes – you know, be, gets, it looks like he gets to make what he wants. Uh, they're usually low budget. They don't lose people money. They might garner some award attention. Like he did the one with Ethan Hawke, the, uh, the priest one that got a lot – good buzz and stuff like that so there's that um and then a movie called sanctuary which is getting a limited release that weekend but it will wide release the next weekend um it's a thriller it's about a heir to a hotel empire and the dominatrix who has primed him for success battle it out in a hotel room as he tries to end their relationship so uh, has Zachary Wigon? 
or no, Zachary Wigan has directed it, and it's got Margaret Qualley and Christopher yeah. Abbott. Christopher Abbott, and Margaret Qualley. Yes, I haven't watched the trailer for this one, but I, I the poster. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that poster floating around the internet a bunch. So, um, that's our first like thriller coming out this summer. Grand, we're on week three, but by everything, which. This next week, uh, as we move to the 26th, uh, the big movie is, uh, on my daughter's birthday, uh, is The Little Mermaid. Hey! <laughs> are you pumped for this one, or, like, how you feel? Um, I'm very excited for the cast in this, and, um, the cast in this. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I love the cast <laughs> Okay, you love the cast. The cast is great. It seems I'm. I am very excited about it. I, I, I believe that someday we will get really good live action Disney fairy. Okay, that's the, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, how do you feel about these live action ones? Like, <laughs> granted, I know Pinocchio was made for Disney Plus and stuff, but my gosh, when you watch that one and then you watch Guillermo del Toro's, you're like, what was the point of the one Zemeckis made? Like, and he's. Like what? Like he's way better than that too, Zemeckis typically. But like, yeah, like these things. I I like what they're doing with the Little Mermaid and concept and idea. But like, one of the weirdest things was when I went and saw Avatar, uh, Way of Water last December. And they had the audacity to be like, "Let's throw a Little Mermaid trailer with that." I'm like, "You don't want to." Yeah, no, that Are, is such a disservice. That is all because like you're about to show those underwater effects and then the like I mm, don't do it don't do it like what are you doing but it seems so dim and dark and Mm -hmm. that is not at all what the Little Mermaid's palette should be so yeah yeah and I uh I I feel like someone uh person had put like you know, when they're talking about, oh, the success of Avatar and Top Gun, like, and then some certain movies not performing as well. And someone's like, well, it's as if once they had a taste of steak, they realized they could have it all the time or something like that. I think it was, I think it was based on like Ant-Man's like poor performance of the box office, which it still made a lot of money. <laughs> it was just not the oodles of money, but the Ant-Man Serious hadn't made like tons of money, but like and blaming it on effects and stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, the Little Mermaid could be in that wheelhouse, but um, I, although I do think the Little Mermaid will have legs. Oh no, people um, are gonna go see it. Yeah. Out the, this is one it's of like them the that, whole Mario yeah. thing. I think you know, growing up in like late eighties, early nineties, the two big things were like Nintendo and Little Mermaid. Right. Yeah. No. You that's one hundred percent. This is right. In that area, though, yeah, it was like 89 was Little Mermaid, so you're like Beauty and the Beast, the last, you're right in that run of stuff, and I think that's the title that you're hitting the right spot. That's the people who are parents now, were kids then. Now, oh, I'll take my kid to Little Mermaid. Um, that's the one people want to see, but then they're like, oh, well, we, we made, uh, like, and I, it's one of my favorite ones of the remakes, but it's like, why didn't anybody go to Pete's Dragon? Like, Nobody had the nostalgia for Pete's Dragon oh. to like, you know, buy into it, which the Pete's Dragon one's really good. Um, it is. And then, but there's like, uh, like Dumbo, like we talked about that. Like there wasn't, yeah. So this is one of the, the mate, like Beauty and the Beast. Like that was, okay. People want to say, oh, and you have Emma Watson as Belle. Like that's, that's an immediate, like you're making a billion dollars. Like that, that's just perfect. Um, but 
Aladdin too. That's one people want to see. So this is right with them. Lion King, that one, yeah, did a lot of money, but it was in that. Well, why'd we do this? Um, type thing. But yeah, Little Mermaid. I think it's gonna. Yeah, it's it's gonna hit. It's gonna bank. So uh, also coming out with it is about my father, which is the one that I. I think I saw it with John Wick Chapter 4. I saw the trailer, and it kept going on. And I I was with my sister, and I was like, this looks awful. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Have you seen the trailer for this I don't know. What's in the trailer? I might have. I saw John Wick, so. So it's it's De Niro and, like, it's got Leslie Bibb. Oh, my gosh. I was cringing the whole time. I was like, this is real. Somebody didn't stop production. (laughs) There's like the I, whole he cooks the peacock or something like yes yep no why yeah I was like no 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 I don't even know the guy who's the lead in it um I just yeah oh I I was like this looks really bad oh no. and so yeah that that one's gonna get tossed up against uh Little Mermaid um there's also uh, coming out is the machine. Which is an action comedy, uh, and it stars Mark Hamill in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a true story, a stand-up routine adapted into a, a movie. Like it says, Bert Crusher and his father are kidnapped by those Bert wronged twenty years ago while drunk on a college semester abroad in Russia. I haven't seen. I saw the trailer for this. Okay. Okay. This was weird. Um, but I'm kind of into it because, okay. like, I think Mark Hamill plays a dad to someone who he, like, mm. acted like, you won't amount to nothing or something, right? Yeah. They get, like, bro- like involved in this sort of, like, criminal thing, and they all, and they have to get out of it. Um, but it's weird. Mm. It is, it's weird. It's one of those where, like, I have A-list, I have spots, I will go see this movie with Mark Hamill, because if Mark okay. Hamill signed on to it there has to be some weird angle to it that is you know tapping into something that he had fun with so i want to know what it is gotcha okay yeah so that i don't know how wide like it'll be but like yeah this is memorial day weekend here where we're at right now which is just it's loaded like there's those three and then we have the uh kandahar the gerard butler um you know Post 11 Afghanistan movie, not to be confused with the Jake Gyllenhaal one that opens a month before it. Oh. Um, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Mm-hmm. So, pe- in case people are going to get confused with that mid 2000s uh, horror movie, The Covenant, we got a Guy Ritchie's The Covenant or so, like, Alien The Covenant. It'll be the White House down, Olympus has fallen. Yeah. Thing all over again. Yeah, this is uh, Tom Harris, an undercover CIA operative, is stuck deep in hostile territory in Afghanistan. When an intelligence leak exposes his identity and mission, he must fight his way out alongside his Afghan translator to an extraction point in Kandahar, all while avoiding the elite special forces unit tasked with hunting him down. So, yeah, Jared Butler, paint-by-numbers type thing, but he, he knows what he's doing. He's got his niche. He does it well. I liked playing... Plane was surprised me. It was pretty good, and I'm not a big Gerard Butler fan. Uh, even the ones that people are high on, I'm kind of like, eh. But I liked Plane. Um, 
But this is his latest. And then also You Hurt My Feelings, which is the A24 uh, comedy drama that's uh, got Julia Louise Dreyfus in it. Um, that one releases the same day, probably the less amount of theaters. I don't know how we have enough screens to play all these things in May, but we've got it. So that's what we have. Um, that's we a whole move. lot of movies. It's a whole lot of movie, and we're still we're we're one month in. We got June. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Miles, want to get out of here? We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. So this is a uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, The Boogeyman, and Past Lives. That's another A24 film. Um, that one looks pretty interesting, uh, Past Lives. I'm yeah, generally at this interested. point, yeah. if it's an A24 movie, I won't miss it. Although I think I am going to miss Bo is Afraid because it just creeps me out. Yeah, what's going on it's in that three trip. hours too. So yeah. if you're not three into hours it, of anxiety and cringe, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't know if um you have fallen into this whole thing that's going on, on the internet where most people thought that the younger version of Bo was like AI, like um, mm-hmm. face sort of like uh, what's that word? The face thing, um. Oh, a deep fake? Or? Yeah, people thought it okay. was like a deep fake of like Joaquin Phoenix performing as his younger self. Oh. But it's actually an actor. Oh, it's a, okay. So it's an, an actual person. And I don't know, there's oh, like, there's really? a group of people, me included, who thought it was like in Captain America whenever they yeah. like deep fake. Little Steve. Little Steve and stuff. So I thought mm. that's what was going on. But no, it's an mm. actual person. And I'm very creeped out now. And that that adds on to the creep factor where now there's this person that I never knew existed who actually apparently exists. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. But yeah, Sabina is afraid. But I, yeah. but I will go see The Boogeyman, which... Mm-hmm. Um, that's got a good trailer. A yeah. uh, good sound design trailer for it. Yeah. Which is Rob Savage. I was I didn't mm-hmm. see his second film. I don't want to be a part of the conversation in regards to that one. Um, but I really liked Host. So mm-hmm. to to see him go into a feature that's more like assembled um excites me because I think, you know, like the trailer was really effective. I thought it delivered on some scares just in that by itself. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that one. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. Um Whatchamacallit, the the original Boogeyman, which I haven't seen in a long time. I know people dig that one. It's a cult item. But this, yeah, had a good trailer. Chris Messina, who was really good in air, is doing a different thing here. So, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm curious about Boogeyman as well. But I will be 100% going to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Heck, yeah. The second <laughs> that that is the spider like i love that first one so much and like yeah i'm just i like that is such a special movie and lord and miller 
are like they're really good at oh no one should do that and then making it like the best thing in the world which it's kind of sad we didn't get to see their version of solo because that was a bad idea and they're the guys that you that could have pulled like, it off yeah yeah that you're like well 21 jump street what the oh wow that was really good um and then spider-man like an animated spider-man while well, they're still doing spider-man and then you're like oh my heart this movie is amazing so uh i trust this one is going to be dynamite yeah i know i'm very excited uh from what we've seen so far in the trailers uh, just all the spider people. Mayday is adorable. Mm-hmm. You know, just there. Uh, and, you know, just seeing the new characters and sort of like, you know, the, the way that they're introducing like this battle between them, between Miles and the spider people is I'm just I want to see where, where it's going to go. And I'm excited to be surprised because, like you said, the first one was surprising on all levels. They went to places mm-hmm. that we didn't expect. And I think that, you know, with the reception it got of everyone being like, go reach those places that it'll hopefully be the film that gets close to the high of RRR. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, and it's just going for it. Like I love that. There's no holding back. Like there's no like, well, next time we'll do that. Like, it's like, there's like a billion Spider-Men in the trailer and all that. Like, I'm just like, okay. But it, the trailer seemed like, I think Scott Meadowson pointed out that like the best thing about the trailer was like, it really knew what made the first one special. Like it started with the mom scene and everything. I was like, okay, yeah. It's like they know what they know what they had there. So that's always comforting to know. Um, so that's our first week end of June. Uh, the Transformers are back the next weekend with colon Rise of the Beasts, and then a movie called Strays, uh, which has got Will Ferrell. And Jamie Foxx, it's a comedy. Uh, about it's dogs like Homeward Bound, but raunchy. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Uh, I've seen that trailer. It's it's pretty funny. Um, I, I'm more excited for Strays than I am Transformers, admittedly. Yeah, um, I like uh, what's his name from In the Heights, and he was in the Hamilton. Oh, what's his name? Can't remember. That's bad of me. I like him. Uh, I like. Seeing RC, the Transformer, the female Transformer, because she's very much looks like her animated counterpart, but she was had a brief part in Bumblebee, which I'll tell you this, I loved Bumblebee. Um, yes, I, was, I did too. That was one of my favorite blockbusters of the 10s. Like, I, like no joke, it made my top 10 that year. I fell in love with Bumblebee, like, because I grew up, so, like any boy who is my age, I grew up a Transformers fan. Like, I was big. Like, Optimus Prime was my hero. I saw the first Transformers movie, and I cried. It was the first movie I cried at because he died. Um, and then, like, these Michael Bay movies came out, and people were, like, so excited about that first one. And I was just kind of like, huh. And there was something wrong with I couldn't think of what was going on. Like, what's wrong with me? And then throughout them, I just didn't care of all those five movies. And then Bumblebee came out. And I, like, we're all out our own nostalgia. But the opening scene of Bumblebee hooked me in. I, I felt like I was a child. Like, a, like the 80s vibe was in there. Good. Um, and I know that we're soaked in, like, 80s nostalgia stuff. But this was, like, when there was only, like, Stranger Things when Bumblebee came out. And Haley Stanfield was great. 
And I was just like, oh my gosh, they filmed it. It was the Leica guy did the movie, which was right. Yeah. Yeah. And he filmed it. uh, Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did 185, which is what you should do a transformer. So it looks huge. And I don't know why Bay and them go with the, the 240, 239, because like you want the transformer to feel giant on the screen. Uh, but this one, the Bumblebee simplified it. There weren't a billion Transformers. They looked discernible. They weren't overly busy with their designs. The opening sequence was crazy. It was like E.T., but with a with Bumblebee. I fell for it. And then, like, it didn't do as well. But I think once people... I feel like that was a movie that, if you were going to take a chance and continue with it, you'd have seen some benefits because I think people were just cashed out on Transformers. And then when they started seeing it on streaming and stuff, they're like, oh, my gosh, I like the Bumblebee one. So I think that would have happened. But I feel like... I think they just abandoned that. And they're just like, here's the Beast Wars now. So... Yeah, I, I'm just not. If they would have brought back and did another story with Haley Stanfield, um, I would have been there, excited. But this one, I'm like, I probably won't even. I probably won't go through unless one of my kids really wants to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but so strays, yes. Strays. Strays. The content I'm surprised hasn't been done before. Um, but you know, like Will Ferrell has been so many different characters and now voicing a dog who is on mm-hmm. a revenge mission to go back home to kill his owner i'm yeah. i'm game for <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah it's something different something different for sure um the uh, the next weekend of june's a big big weekend here uh we have the flash coming elemental probably limited probably starting limited and releasing wider over the summer at asteroid city and the blackening all in the same weekend. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. So uh, let's. Well, you know what? Start with Elemental. Sorry, Flash. You, you, you can keep waiting. Um, but Elemental. Do you think Pixar can bounce back here? Like, and people will go see one of their movies. I think it's gonna be a wild card, uh, mostly because yeah. last year we saw that Pixar did not hedge their bets correctly that they probably should have released Lightyear on streaming and released Turning Red in theaters because Turning Red became such a big favorite and, you know, should have Mm -hmm. gotten the big screen treatment. Um, Whereas Lightyear kind of fizzled and people weren't sure what to make of it. Elemental is a step in um, sort of, you know, Pixar's territory of being very, experimental and you know creating a new world sort of like in the vein of like wally and inside out inside out yeah this one reminds me it makes me think of inside out a lot for sure and um it's gonna be like their first just romantic comedy that Mm -hmm. really excites me because i've gotten to see a few scenes from it and i recently went to pixar if you want to read about that that is on io9 um and i'm i'm excited because it's gonna tell you know, like it gets, I know the director wants to do stuff like, you know, um, he described it as like influenced by Moonstruck and the big sick. Um, okay. And I, I like the combination of those with the, you know, like the two elements who are from different worlds and how those right. will collide essentially. But then also kind of telling the story of, you know, an immigrant's daughter and kind of growing up and assimilating to a new society. Like, I think that's an interesting take on, um, some of these stories that we haven't heard enough of and um, 
Peter Son, you know, shared a few years ago, D23 Expo, his story about how, you know, he and his family assimilated to culture by going to the movie theater. Like mm-hmm. how, like, you know, there were that many things that he and his parents connected on growing up, but film was always like the medium that was like their bonding sort of moments. Um, so I know that this is also like a love letter to his parents and the, just the team that's assembled for it um, and, and behind him, they're very like, you know, enthusiastic, but also trying so many different things in regards to how the characters look. And it's kind of like, like you said, like Inside Out, where like, you know, the different beings are a new form of animation. And I think they step it up a bit here because now the beings are constantly in motion because of mm-hmm. the elements that they are. Um, and that's really awesome. So, oh, and Thomas, Thomas Newman is back to do music for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's also very yeah. exciting. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I want to see this. It's like, oh, it looks like something original. Cool. Not a sequel. Um, and my, my kids are both really wanting to go see that in the theater. So I just hope, cause like they, I mean, it was nice to get the, like during COVID, it was really nice when they were like, we're going to put soul out on Christmas day. We're, um, and that kind of became the thing they were doing to Pixar. They kept, uh, like, uh, what was the, the Italy one? Um, Luca, 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 Luca. they kept throwing them on Disney. But so it's like, now you've trained people that they're just going to be on Disney plus. So hopefully, and then, Lightyear, maybe Lightyear was the sacrificial lamb of hey, Pixar is back to being theaters now. Like I don't know, yeah. But I, I don't think anybody was that interested in it. Uh, a, a movie that I swear was made to have an excuse to replace Tim Allen's voice at the theme parks, but I don't know. Who knows? That's just my little <laughs> theory on that. Um, and then okay, the the Flash. Are you excited for The Flash? Are you like, it's this movie that's been, that's been through a billion directors. Um, there's Ezra Miller, Ooh. which I think, general public speaking wise, I think Ezra Miller's, an, Ezra Miller's a non-troversy to general people because he's not a big celebrity. Like that's, if you're on Twitter and stuff, yeah, you know, but I think general people are just like, who? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, just... All the things that they've done is definitely like very public on Twitter. And the, I mean, throughout history, there's been like problematic celebrities that have done a lot of things. And mm-hmm. obviously, there's still a lot more that needs to be done in order to hold the systems that be accountable for still hiring folks who are not on their best behavior. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but like you said, I think that it's a controversy because not most people don't know what's going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ezra did agree to um, all the terms that Warner Brothers laid out in order to participate in in yeah. publicity for the film. And honestly, people aren't going for them. They're going for Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton characters and i have to admit as like kind of weird as i'm like i when i saw the super bowl trailer and i saw michael keaton i was like oh i didn't think i was gonna feel this way I and then it, it like, hits uh, the emotions yeah the emotions but see him as are they i fear that they're gonna try to somehow what in some way say that 
oh, Michael Keaton's Batman and Val Kilmer's Batman are different. They weren't. I'm like, really? Like, it never bugged me that this was the extension of this guy. Like, I have a feeling that they're going to try to say something like that. But like, but they have the same Alfred and Commissioner Gordon, and like, it's okay. Different people can play the same part. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I I think multiverse shit stuff's like fun as hell. You get to do, but when you're just merely using it for like cleanup purposes like come on like no one cares that much about it but like i went through the 90s as those four movies having an arc across the four of them which they do if you follow the story of bruce wayne he go you know he's finding himself through things in different roles Uh, even the Clooney one has a good bruce wayne narrative to it even though it's not the greatest movie as we all know but i just i'm like come on they they don't need to go there with that. For sure. And I also think that it's such a disservice to the Flashpoint arc to just use it as a reset. Right. I, I'm a really big fan of the animated Flashpoint film. And mm-hmm. in an ideal world, there would have been a universe set of films that kind of like led to those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's certain elements of Flashpoint that might not work anymore in this day and age. Um but it's still kind of a bummer that there's certain things we won't see, like, you know, Martha Wayne as, like, female Joker and, and certain things like that that would have been interesting. Although we, I yeah. don't know if we'll, we will or we won't see that. Who knows? Because this mm-hmm. movie is probably going to bounce around and do different things. But, you know, I am excited to see Batman be back and, you know, Kara's introduction. Yes, before. Yeah, like I that gave me goosebumps to see that moment. Michael Shannon apparently back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah I'm I'm excited for I like the DC people like even throughout that like I have been a fan of what of DC's like now going forward it's gonna be different but I wasn't against what they were doing I was a person who loved the roll the dice of the DC movies like I don't know what I'm getting this time. And I get weird th- things like I didn't care if they connected cleanly or anything like that. Like I love I like Birds of Prey, I like that one a lot. I like the Shazam movies. I I like when they do they're doing just weird different. Like there's the Aquaman thing. That one's a Gonzo blockbuster from James Wan. Just yeah, different I things like every time. Aquaman yeah. movies too. Yeah, Wonder Woman was a completely different. Like I really like that one. Like it's just they were really different every time out. They like, didn't hit every time well but yeah they're just strange and and it worked for me like the james gunn suicide squad that was a funny little movie um but yeah it's just kind of i wasn't against what was happening over at dc i was like they were just like you know what let's just what we got okay just go make a good movie i don't care if it leads into something else or whatever just go make a good movie first and do that and they kind of got in that vibe and they were making money on not like all, but like most of these. But like Joker made a billion dollars. <laughs> like that's insane. Um, but you know, but so it'd be interesting with the Flash. You know, James Gunn saying it's one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. But also, like, there's. I feel like the Shazam Fury of the Gods had the thing of like, well, this isn't going to count anyway. So why am I investing time and in going? So. I don't know. I have heard that some of Gun stuff may be introduced in the Flash, but I don't know. Don't know. Can yeah, tell you. It's gonna be a surprise. <laughs> right. Uh I will tell you one of my most uh anticipated movies though, going for Flash, is Asteroid City. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. 
Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel Thank who you. gets amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City, legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumpy jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven. Which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Mm -hmm. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train. I do a nude scene. You want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes. My mouth, my mouth didn't speak. Because I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. Oh, yes, totally. I hope but... this is like just straight sci-fi. Yes. In his own way. Yeah. Like uh, my son, even like we we're, uh, I took him to air because I'm a cool dad who let him see a rated R drama about guys cussing in a room. Um, my daughter, too. So, but he, like, <laughs> he lit up. He liked that trailer for uh, uh, Asteroid City. He's only, he's seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, and Isle of Dogs. So, it looks like a movie we could take him to. So, um, but yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. All the people are there. And Tom Hanks in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Using another voice. That's, yeah. So, I mean, this one could be a big... I mean, people go to Tom Hanks movies even when they're bad. So, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. And let's see. Uh, the Blackening. Have you seen the trailer or anything for this one yet? I don't know. What's The Blackening about? It's like a parody movie. I, I saw it, a uh, trailer for it with Oh, I have. Six. I think yeah. I saw the trailer for this where it kind of rips on the tropes of the black character dies first, but they all agree to not die first. So it's kind of yes. like, uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. I think it's an it interesting looks, take. I feel like, yeah. So like a trailer, like I was like, like it's interesting and I feel like they're hiding some really good stuff. Unlike other comedies that are just like showing everything. Like I feel like there's something good there. And I think it's commenting on a lot of the like black horror uh, movies and stuff too that have been coming out in recent years that I think will be, 
Oh, for sure. Fun to see. Um, the next weekend is uh, one movie. Um, it's which with a lot coming out the previous weekend is fine. It's the No Hard Feelings, which is the Jennifer Lawrence movie, which I know Twitter didn't like uh, the concept of that, but I don't think the movie is that dumb. I think they know what they're doing. I think there's a catch here, and I laughed. I chuckled at some where she gets hit in the throat and stuff in the trailer. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I really want to see this movie, and uh, yeah. the cast is great. <laughs> For course, sure. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, so, like, yeah, I was like, this looks pretty funny. But I know the, the age difference thing really angered some people on the internet. But I think most people see oh jeffrey lawrence kind of looks funny i'll go see it so uh um, sure but i think you, you're onto something with like it might not be showing yeah. everything you know there has to be something to it and you know we are it, it's unfortunate that, that there's stuff that happens like in the movie that kind of like explains certain things they don't want to show in the trailer like you know obviously we kind of have that with the super mario's film uh mm-hmm. with chris pratt's voice where there was like a like hint at the joke about it and him not doing the stereotypical italian voice but then kind of doing his own thing like and it wasn't mm-hmm. as it was it turned out to be not as bad as people thought from the first trailer right so, right right you know like always yeah like obviously share your opinions about the trailer but then also kind of give movies a chance to surprise you in case there's more to it which watch most, it first watch it first yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's what i always get like yeah there's so much and, and i know it's clicks and that's what people like to do is discuss trailers and like break them down but whew, like crazy. Um, so yeah, there's that. That's it that weekend. But because the next weekend we have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, and Harold and the Purple Crayon. Uh, quickly, Harold and Purple Crayon. I have no idea. It's got Zachary Levi, Zoe Deschanel, Lil Rel Howery, um, Ravi Patel. It's based on a children's yeah, book? Yeah, the children's book. Yeah. I don't know if they've released any trailers for that. Gotcha. No, I don't I haven't seen any trailer for it myself. Um so I don't I feel know. it would have been in front of like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that would have been a yeah. if you want people to have your eyes on it, there's a there's another movie I think is gonna get a really good bump from that. What we're gonna talk about when we get to August. But um yeah, and then Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken is a uh animated movie as well. So it's like or it looks like it is. Um Yeah, that one looked weird. I think that trailer was in front of Super Mario and I was like, nah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's got Laura Dern, Michael Sheen, I just yeah, it's like yeah, it might be. This is like one of those too much things. But uh, Indiana Jones, that's what people will be going to see. That which is so far looks fine. Looks looks yes. good. You have we met? My memory's a little fuzzy. Are you still a Nazi? I have to think, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge being involved, like, I think is going to be really good. Because, like, she's no dummy. I imagine she touched the script, too. Oh, yeah. Like... She has real, like, Carrie Fisher script doctor vibes about her. Mm-hmm. Where, like, 
she goes in and punches things up. And I'm sure that, you know, I- I'm excited for the chemistry between her yes. and Harrison, which is in the trailer. I'm all in. We haven't had her be in anything for a while. So I'm just like, this is, I hope yeah. this was worth the wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like you mentioned the chemistry. I'm like, yeah, I got vibes of like uh, Karen Allen, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, Harrison Ford. I'm like, there you go. So apparently every odd one, we get that chemistry drop there because it's not there. Like him and Shy not quite there. Him and uh, Kate Capshaw's like something entirely different. And I know what they're going for. And people like, I know people have their thing with Willie, but like, I'm like, they're nailing what they're going for for that. So um, the action looks good. The de-aging effects are it's stunning. Although <laughs> I did see a tweet where like, they had the Luke Skywalker from the Mandalorian. They had Harrison Ford from the uh, the Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny, and they had Carrie Fisher from Rogue One, and said the stage is now set for Dave Filoni to make the worst Star Wars movie of all time. It's like, oh man, oh man, I don't want to speak it out into the universe because then it might yeah. happen. Uh, like, oh boy, yeah, it's like, oh no. Oh no, but yeah, this this one looks I I um I've liked uh Mangold's work so far. Um and yeah, like I like both of his uh, Wolverine movies he did were were awesome. He did the uh 310 to Yuma remake that I've always liked. So he's he's definitely someone capable and I think if you're trying to get someone doing Spielberg stuff, they made a right choice there. Definitely. So yeah, Indiana Jones style Destiny. Okay, but we're, we're j- j- July. Right, sorry for my stutter there. Uh, we get the directorial. Is it the directorial debut of Patrick Wilson with Insidious? Yes. The Red Door. Very exciting. I'm actually pretty optimistic about that one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's he knows the universes that he's been a part of. And uh, I feel like he'd be a, a actor's director. So... Yeah, I can't wait to see where that goes, and it has the return of his son. Right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this has been a interesting franchise, which I originally, you know, I like better than the Conjuring ones when it were first coming out. Um, the first Insidious and stuff, I I liked that. Uh, movies freaked me out a bit. There was like a, a moment in that movie that I was like, oh god, give me the willies, just the imagery. Um, but this one, yeah, like a James Wan. Um, largely successful off of that and other things, yeah. but then um, Lee Wanell, his mm-hmm. directorial debut came from this, and now Patrick Wilson. So I, I like how these people working within it. It's almost like a TV show where like some of the stars start directing. Yeah, episodes. for sure, definitely. It's like it's like Rose Byrne, you want to direct? You do one of these? Like yeah, get these people um, directing stuff. So yeah, I, I'm definitely down with Insidious: The Red Door uh, and Joyride, which. I'm hoping I'm hoping good things for this one too. Yeah, I heard like really good reactions to it from South by Southwest mm-hmm. as a really big fun crowd pleaser that is like, you know, going to be a good comedic break from all of the blockbusters. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Like um you got uh Stephanie Sue from from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Everything All at Once and yeah, and she like this is like Ashley Park from Emily in Paris, who I think she's one of the highlights oh, yeah. of that show for me. So very excited yeah. to see. Cause she's she's got uh Sue's got the um the fall guy after Joyride, so it's kinda like where was she going 
career-wise after it because she's a young talent that's like, okay, what are you doing next? So um, definitely check that out. Um, IFC Films has a uh, Mel Elson and Mark Duplass movie coming out called Biosphere with Sterling K. Brown, but I have no information on it here. Um, Now, uh, the next weekend, perhaps my tops. I can't wait for it. this movie this summer. Uh, is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. You're fighting to save an ideal that doesn't exist. Yeah. showstopper i'm ready to be floored like i just i i love the mission impossible movie. it's one of my favorite franchise mo- franchises i'm a big spy movie nut person so um and this is up there with the bond movies for me i just like i cannot wait these movies like i feel like they're gonna hit a brick wall at some point but maybe they're maybe not like because i the last three have been amazing so where are you at with Mission Impossible? Are you a big fan or I would say like I, I enjoy them every time okay. I see them in theaters. They're always an experience. I have to see it in like on the biggest screen possible. <laughs> um but yeah, like uh I was very surprised by Top Gun Maverick last year and I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. And every time I see, like I said, a Mission Impossible film, I always have a good time. Tom Cruise what can't he do is like the question right. of these movies. And I like seeing that man run for his life <laughs> across like planes, trains, automobiles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's gonna, that man, he is cinema. So. Yeah, he yeah. is like, I, you know, this one, I, I'm just like, Holy crap, we were we were joking one time. I think we did a commentary on the first Mission Impossible, and Aaron, I think, said, you know, if this was made today, Tom Cruise would really be on the train as it was going to crash. And then in the trailer for this one, they got the train yeah. and he's on the back. I was like, yeah. oh, God, yeah, he did it. Manifestation, <laughs> he's doing it. Like, he's doing it. Uh, but, yeah, these things, uh, I remember, like, my one of my favorite IMAX experiences was Ghost Protocol, and particularly the scene where he's climbing the glass building and i was feeling woozy watching it just a regular imax just like oh my god don't fall um it just had that effect and the, the guy goes big um you at least know the set pieces will not disappoint um if anything and i yeah i've really enjoyed these movies i got chills with the trailer that slowly builds up the theme song you're like, I'm like oh it's a mission impossible theme song okay and uh, I don't need another trailer. They'll give us one. But I'm like, this is good enough. Sell me on it. And I I, have a, I wonder how much of a Top Gun bump this one's going to get. Like, I have a feeling right, there's going to be a sure. bump in the Mission Impossible money-making because of just Tom Cruise is the Prince of Hollywood right now. So, maybe. Um, 
there is one other movie coming out that day called Theater Camp. No uh, idea Sundance what that movie. Is. Sundance movie with <laughs> oh. Molly Gordon, Ben Platt. Uh, yeah, directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. Uh, for the theater so. kids. For at the heart. theater kids. <laughs> uh, the very next weekend is the Battle of the Summer. Um, as Oppenheimer and Barbie face off. I'm so excited for this. Which people can go to both. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I'm I'm definitely Team Barbie in this okay. regard. I will see Oppenheimer, I guess. Um, although I I don't know. I've I've been feeling kind of off with Nolan films for the okay. past couple, like few of them. Uh, I saw Tenant at a drive-in because I was like, "There's no way I'm seeing that on a small screen. I want to see it on a big screen." Right, I was yeah. just lost and confused the entire time. That would have been hard as as a drive-in. Yeah, movie. it was hard. For I, sure. I I probably told this too many times on the show because it was an emotional experience for me. But like, I saw it in a 70 millimeter IMAX. And I went the whole year, like it came out and I saw it in December and it was two weeks before it came out on Blu-ray. And I had a friend reach out and he's like, Hey, um, if I rent out the white river IMAX, which is our 70 millimeter IMAX in town here, he's like, um, I'm only going to invite like, I think he said 11 people, 20 bucks a piece or no, 25 bucks a piece, you'll get popcorn and a drink with it. Would you, can I count on you to one pay and show up? And I was like, okay. So we all were in, we masked up, all spread the theater, and I got to see it the way Nolan intended or whatever, 70 millimeter IMAX, and I hadn't been in a theater since Onward, like earlier, and I was just like, I right when it started, I was welling up as this big IMAX Whoa. thing. So, I have a soft spot for Tenet, even though, yes. Okay, that, that's like, understandable. For so sure. I was like, I'm back in a movie theater and all this. And it was just 11 people and it was it was crazy. Um, and then I didn't see another movie till Spiral the following summer after I got vaccinated. So, um, but it was it was quite an experience to, to see Tenet like that. So that one I have some outside the movie attachment to. But yeah. Um, but Oppenheimer, I'm down for. I like how he shoots stuff. I'm, I'm just excited for the Nolan movies. I, I, I am looking forward to Barbie. I'll see both. I'm going to see both of them that weekend. Yeah. Um, I have, I will talk to you off air. But I've, <laughs> I have, I've, I know some things about Barbie and have some hesitancy. But um, so I'm just like, okay. But they're selling it really well. They are selling it very, very well. Um, yeah, I mean. Just the casting is Margot Robbie is Barbie. I, I just it's, it's perfect. They got my guy Shooty Gatwa in there as yeah, a kid. Yeah, and Simu uh, and Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. I am pro Ryan Gosling as Ken. I don't think he's too old. No, <laughs> what? Any he, he's if anyone's got the funny chops to do what they're asking of him, that you got the guy. You got yeah. the guy. Right and there. listen, like I could definitely think of other. People who could have been Ken as well. Like I my personal, like, had they gone, I don't know, more Ken-like. Cause I think Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. is, you know, he is that leading man that like mm-hmm. is Ken in that regard. Does not exactly look like Ken, but um shoot, I am blanking on his name right now. Um Top Gun. 
not Miles, but the other guy. Oh, 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 yeah. The guy from, he was on Scream Queens. Scream Queens. And Everybody Wants Some. Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, I know it generally. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Jesus. He just uh, got cast in Twister. Twister. Uh, uh, are you talking about? Uh, here I have Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Yeah. Like, yes. I could have seen him be Ken, you know, because he looks like Ken, mm-hmm. like the doll. <laughs> and he's also hilarious right. and uh, could have played that. But um, I am excited, excited to see Ryan Gosling take a stab at it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I there there was a funny thing with. Um, there was a, a big controversy. There's a Doctor Who esque type slash art controversy because Shudi Gatwa um, was announced as the next Doctor Who during this, and then Ryan Gosling was on set and he wore a shirt that had Shudi Gatwa on it like this, and was showing it off to like paparazzi or something on the set. Well, because he bought the shirt once. Well, the shirt he bought the art on it was not owned by the company he bought the shirt from. And the artist is a guy named Matthew Purchase, and he does commissions and stuff, and he does his own little art. And it even had his watermark on it, like, and everything. And then he was, like, he blew up because that shirt was, like, in a paparazzi photo and stuff. And, like, Russell T. Davies and, like, Gosling and stuff reached out to apologize for even purchasing the shirt and stuff like that because of because of all that. So it was... Kind of, but that happened on the That's set. That's wild. Barbie. Give this so, man a job. <laughs> yeah, give the man. I mean, they've they've hired. I mean, BBC's hired him for some commissions and stuff before. But like, it was just crazy that you know. Th- that's why when you're buying stuff on the internet, be careful because, especially when you're a movie person, you get offered posters and you get offered like shirts, like when I mean, your ads that pop up. Like a lot of times, they're not paying the artist and they're stealing artwork. Exactly. So. So there's that. Um, also that day, there's a movie, a horror movie called Cobweb starring Lizzie Kaplan. So good luck to that one going up against Barbie <laughs> and Oppenheimer. Um, Lizzie Kaplan's it, great, though. She is great. I love Lizzie Kaplan. I'm probably going to watch that Fatal Attraction show because she's in it. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've like, like, at first, like, you know, she was in Mean Girls, but then she, like, I don't know, age or something like that, to where I didn't recognize that that was her in, um, she did this show called The Class that was on CBS that lasted one season with, um, it was her and uh, Bernthal was in it too. Um, and then uh, she was in Cloverfield. And I didn't realize the whole time she was a girl from Mean Girls. Like, I don't know what happened there, but that's just me. But uh, yeah, so there's that. And then the next weekend we have Haunted Mansion and Sympathy for the Devil. So Haunted Mansion is another stab at the Disney ride. Do you think this one will work better than the Murphy one? Honestly, I don't know if it will. There's a lot that I think like the, I don't know who the audience is for this besides me and other Haunted Mansion fanatics. <laughs> it's very, well, I like it what still they feels do with the Muppets. The Muppets did it fine. Why are we going right back to it? But this one, I mean, it has Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. And it's got uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. So, and I like the filmmaker. Um, yeah. They had a very solid, like, horror film. Uh, I think it was a Hulu um, premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you did Dear White People, too. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, that has... I just... 
I don't know how the movie is going to be, but mm-hmm. um, just because you never know with these live action movies between the producers, the creatives who, you know, probably have a really great idea for it and then trying to market it and how that makes the movie ultimately, how that's going to play out. We don't know how that's going to go. I will say that the trailer had some really good scares set up. Yeah. The portrait scene was great. Like as Lakeith was going down the hallway, I really loved that. And um, uh, although I am kind of (laughs) bummed out about like the, the way the ghosts look sometime, they could be like a bit more CGI looking, but hopefully that's just the trailer than, you know, I hope there's a lot of fun practical stuff in in it as well. Because that's sort of like what makes Haunted Mansion the ride so functional is because a lot of it is based off practical effects that... It's still spooky. That's still spooky. It's still spooky. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and they have the boy, the guy... uh... The guy, the voice guy, I like that guy's voice through the Haunted Mansion. And he also did, um, he did the, have you ever seen Hardware Wars? It's the first ever parody of Star Wars that was made in like <laughs> 1978. And the people on there were friends with the guy and got him to do the narration. Because it plays like a long trailer. So there's a variation like... Uh, like ham salad, da 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 da, like um, and stuff like that. And then he also did a board game called Shrieks and Creaks when I was a kid that I liked. Um, it was a game where you would like move a piece and you grab a chip and you put it in this like speaker thing, which hooked to your cassette player and would play parts of the cassette. And he would oh, go back three spaces. So he had a really creepy. He's a really creepy voice for that. Although one thing I will give the Haunted Mansion trailer credit is that. It gave me the vibes of um, the Casper movie. Mm. It kind of had that energy, which I like. Okay. Uh, between like the family member, like the mother and son, and some of like the kooky people that they enlist to help uh, right. deal with the poltergeists of the ghosts in the house. Um, so I think that that could work for it because, you know, I love Eddie Murphy, but he definitely overshadowed. The rest mm-hmm. of the cast because it was like it's an Eddie Murphy movie, whereas you know with this one it definitely feels like it's a family story and hopefully that it grounds it more, for sure. Yeah, and was it was it? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Guillermo del Toro attached to this at one point? Oh yeah, he was. Probably. He and Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. So hmm. I yeah. It's just what I still personally believe that the Haunted Mansion should be more of like a Disney Plus anthology where, you know, people can't agree on what the story should be because the mythology is so dense. So many Mm -hmm. different concepts and characters went into the making of this ride because there are like 999 ghosts and there were different plots to the ride as it evolved that, you know, fans always disagree on whether or not they like the movies because they're like, well, they left out this character. They left out that character. It's like, make it a series and have different directors yeah. and writers. You tie in Mr. Boogity to it. <laughs> yes, Mr. Boogity. Yes, Mr. Boogity. You could tie him in there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, no, that that would be cool. Like, why is that? Why aren't they doing that? That would be great. That That's a great idea. It could have been The Haunting of Hill House for Disney Plus, essentially. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a wonderful idea. Well, now I guess I'll go see the movie still, but <laughs> for that, uh, also that day, Sympathy for the Devil, a Nicolas Cage horror movie comes out. Got nothing, nothing on that. I'm sure it maybe gets delayed or smaller release. Yeah, I don't yeah. No. Um, and then we'll move to our final month, August. Uh, first, 
first weekend has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Meg 2, The Trench, and uh, Dreamin' Wild. Um, Dreamin' Wild uh, looks like it's a it's a biographical drama. It's from Sundance. Uh, has Casey Affleck, Zoe Deschanel, Walton Goggins in it and uh, it's about the emerson family and the tumult that followed the success of their self-recorded pop funk album of the same name so christmasina also in this okay so this is probably gonna play small and hope it's probably gonna be like that summer like oh maybe we can get some awards notice here type thing i haven't seen casey affleck in anything in a long time but he he got his oscar and and also got it, got the accusations at the same time. So he's probably been sitting around unused. So Right. Although um, you did bring up Ninja Turtles, which I yeah, that's, realized yes, that's yes. the trailer that you said would get a boost that, for sure. Yep. We have a very important mission for tonight. So you made contact with Mystery Goo. We prefer the term ooze, but yeah. Ooze. 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 It's nice, right? It's I think it's going to get a boost, and it's also showing that, yes, Spider-Verse has had an effect because that animation on Turtles is like, yeah, fuck other animation. Let's go like what they're doing. I am Uh, so happy that Spider-Verse has affected just the texture in mm -hmm. animated films because... Boy, was it rough for a long time with the whole CG things. I just, I loved 2D animation growing up and mm-hmm. to see that well, now I love what finally melted. Like, Leica is like my favorite yeah. animation studio because they do the stop motion stuff and mix it with CG. Exactly. Yeah. It stands out. And like the Del Toro Pinocchio, also really good. Like, so I've been really leaned on the stop motion stuff. Um, but yeah, all the, there's like a minute. You can tell different studios, but there's like a monotony to the the 3D. Like, um, I didn't know that, you know, like before seeing Puss in Boots Last Wish, that Mm -hmm. it was going to come. Oh, that one was awesome. And that movie was incredible. Like, it's like, I feel bad that it it took so long for me to watch it that I'm like, retroactively, it's one of my favorite films from last year as well. No, it it is too. Yeah, I I didn't get to it till after I made my top 10 last year. And I was like, damn. And I told my sister, I was like, yeah, well, I got the 4K for review, and so I put my digital... She shares uh, my Voodoo account, and I was like, yep, I put Puss in Boots up there, and she's like, was that a joke or whatever? I'm like, no, dude, see it. It's amazing. John Mulaney's hilarious, yeah, um, and it's got a really good story and like all that. And she watched it and loved it uh, recently, but I was like, yeah. Harvey Guillen as Perrito awesome. is incredible. Oh, is oh my yes. gosh. Yep, it is so good. That movie, yeah. And you don't even have to see Puss in Boots one. Just go right to that one if you haven't seen it. Like it's, yeah, for sure. I'm like now, now do all the Shrek ones this way somehow. Yes. Um. So so yeah, this Ninja Turtles movie, I'm really excited for it. I I like the Ninja Turtles quite a bit. I didn't even like the the Platinum Dunes ones. I the first one is a post production mess of a film because I think they had William Fickner as Shredder and then decided that's probably not a good idea and then went and refilmed and cobbled together something. 
Uh, but I think the characters of the turtles are really good in those, and I like making Fox's April in that. And then the second one, yeah, she was they made, great. Like, the second one, they made like everyone's dream Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, for and then sure. No one yeah. Went. No one went. Like, so uh, this one looks fun, and they have actual kids playing the turtles. So I, that's really cool. Um, also, high recommend to that Nickelodeon series that ran. Um, for like four or five seasons, I can't remember. There and there was one that came after it, but I'm talking like the CG one um, was really good. Um, that ran. It was the same time the Platinum Dunes was coming out. There, that one. Yeah, was running, for sure. But, but this new one looks fun, and it has Spider Verse fun to it. Um, is Jackie Chan as Splinter? <laughs> like, Amazing. Yes, I'm. I'm down with this. I'm. I'm very excited, and I think. I think the trailer's good, and I think that being par- attacked onto Mario, I think people are going to be ready for it when it comes out. So I think it'll probably do better than, than you know, maybe I had thought of him. But at the time, I think we'll with what we've been going through. Uh, there's a lot of a- animated movies in June, not so much July. Barbie's like the kid one for July, maybe the colorful thing. But here we are. I think Turtles is going to clean up in the last oh, month for sure for family movies. Um, Meg to the trench. Did you like the original Meg? Or? I did. I did like yeah. the Meg. It was, it was an elevated asylum movie, but yes, no, it's, yeah, it's fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Jason Statham punching a freaking giant shark. I, I mm-hmm. was all in and I thought the plot was fun. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen this time. And, you know, yeah. if the shark punches back, honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, one of the better Jaws knockoff movie. I, yeah, just, I, I've down for more Meg and it's good B, solid B movie um, done with, I don't know, tag. like I, I watched, um, I watched Co- Cocaine Bear recently and I wanted that one to be more, needed more alligator. More like the Meg. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the Meg has that alligator factor of like, it's going to be funny, but like, let's play it like it's not a lot of the time, too. So, like, there's like, because have you ever seen that movie, The Alligator with Robert Forster? For, oh, check it out. It's one of the best B movies of all time. There's like all, Alligator in the Sewers, and like, he's got to get it out or something. It's, it's awesome. Um, that's a, and written by John Sayles. It's a, it's a cool movie. Brian Cranston was a production assistant on it. Um, so it's that's a, wild. <laughs> yeah, he uh on the Blu-ray he tells a story of like um working there, working with Robert Forster, um t- production stuff and then he uh he was so excited to work with him, meet him and stuff and did the movie and then Robert Forster ended up being on Breaking Bad in like the last season cuz he was the vacuum store guy. Um and uh he said went to him on the set and he's like Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you here. I asked to hopefully get you. Um, I was on Alligator. I worked production. So he's like, oh yeah? What? He's like, he's like, he told him the whole story about meeting him, their conversation, and like shook my hand. It was like that. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, you remember this? He goes, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I shrank so little when he said that. But he's like, yeah, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the Meg. Yes, um, looking forward to it. Uh, then we have a video game movie uh, ne- the next weekend, August 11th. Gran Turismo 
with uh, David Harbour and Orlando Bloom. Um, yeah. Probably hoping to be better than Need for Speed. Maybe? Right. I don't, I don't know. I feel like every I, I, like eight to 12 years we get the, the race car <laughs> movie that tries to be like gritty and stuff and then it just kind of fizzles out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have to tell you, I have zero. This is a Neil Blomkamp movie, and aside from District Nine, I have not liked his movies. So, not afraid, not fan of his direction. So, yeah, Grand Turismo. Uh, David Harbour's in it. I might catch it. He's he's great in in most anything he does. I mean, obviously, Violent Night was a very fun mm-hmm. romp. So, hopefully, there's a weird aspect to it right um i like weird so (laughs) weirdly good weirdly funny weirdly bad sometimes works so true who knows (laughs) who knows i'll tell you what uh, i do know i'm very excited for uh we just got the trailer today when we were recording the last voyage of the demeter yeah um so this was a project that originated with um neil marshall Back in the day, he was trying to get this going, and I, I, I'd love to seem like him do it, but you know what? Not to be, but we do get uh, this one's got Corey Hawkins in it and Liam Cunningham, and this is the story of the boat that takes Dracula to the happenings of. Um, um, the Dracula the, the, story. The Dracula story, <laughs> yes. The, 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 like, Harker goes, and he's trying to commission, like, Dracula, like, decided to sell his castle and stuff and help him uh, buy real estate. Um, and during the, you know, they sell it, and then he transports his stuff, uh, the coffins with dirt in them, to across, and when the boat arrives, everyone's dead on it. So, um this is the story of that boat ride and I'm thrilled about that. That's such a cool concept. It is the year of Dracula movies. It is. Yeah. Dracula exploitation is back. We got Renfield and then this, and there's like another two like in production. Like, um, I believe it was 1979. We had John Badham's Dracula. We had, um, Nosferatu from Werner Herzog. And then we had, uh, Dracula love at first bite with um george hamilton all in the same year and we're approaching it now yeah because i know uh chloe shao is still working on the western dracula she's got a western one and i think space western i think right and Mm -hmm. then there's the nosferatu with um eggers but that's not till like in the next couple years probably yeah, that's probably. I think it's just. It's. I don't think they've started shooting yet. I think there's still some casting or something with that one. Um, there was one um, that was going to be done. I believe. I think it got canned um, by Karen Kusama. She had one that she. That one was the one I was most excited for. Honestly, yeah, it was like. That was the one where I was like, oh, that's going to be like a good just Dracula film. Mm-hmm. And for that one to have been the one that got canned in favor for Renfield, which is not doing entirely well. <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least not critically, because that comes out this week. It comes out, yeah. It dropped tonight as we're recording. Yeah, yeah it's Thursday. Yeah, so 
sneak preview night and then tomorrow yeah yeah and then so. i don't know if demeter will necessarily find an audience but i do love yeah. the actors in it uh cory hawkins i've been waiting to see him break out as a lead um he's my pick if they want to put harvey dent in the batman too oh i would love to see him yeah that'd be he's awesome got it, so yeah but i don't know yeah he's a yeah i like cory hawkins um so this is cool. I, I somehow I either forgot or didn't even know he was in this movie, and I saw him show up in the trailer. I was like, "Oh, sweet, yes, he's in here." So um, I wonder if people are even going to know it's Dracula, Dracula going through this because he's got the Nosferatu form. Um, so I don't know. It looks like a f- cool little movie. So very excited for that. Um, also, okay, so we go the next weekend is Blue Beetle. Uh, the final, this is our final, or no, second to last week. Okay. Blue Beetle, White Bird, colon, A Wonder Story. Then uh, Please Don't Destroy movie, which is the guys from, um, I believe it's the Saturday Night Live guys. Those, um, yeah. They do those, it's an untitled movie yeah. as of right now. And then I think this is, uh, yeah, uh, The Hill, which is a film based on the true story of Ricky Hill overcoming a physical handicap in order to become a major league baseball player starring Dennis Quaid and yeah and Scott Glenn and Bonnie Bedelia okay uh so yeah that's one um but Blue Beetle I'm down for it I I like the trailer I thought it was really funny um and you know I I hope it ends up tying into whatever's next at DC Studios. Yeah. I'm partially confident it will. James Gunn seems to really like it. So hopefully it's it could be incorporated and make its way into the Yeah, I have to wonder. Yeah, that and like, are you really going to... If Aquaman 2 comes out and makes another billion dollars for them, are you going to really go drop Momoa there too? So I'm wondering which ones of these try to stay. I know the... I know Shazam is like officially, they haven't announced anything, but like I know some people and that's done. So there was a chance those characters were going to continue, but that's not going to happen now. Zachary Levi did not help the case there. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. Blue Beetle looks like a fun little movie with like nice lower stakes to it and character stuff. It's got, it looks a bit, a bit uh, Ant-Man-like in terms of yeah, vibe. Yeah, Ant-Man-like, but... but also kind of like the most recent Power Rangers adaptation, yeah. too, which yeah. I liked. I'm That was a good one, yeah. I thought, I was... like, that movie and the second Ninja Turtles film with Megan yeah. Fox, they kind of, like, suffered from, I don't know, some weird judgment before people didn't see the Actually... movie. Had they right, seen yeah. these movies, they would have probably continued. Um yeah. I get you, yeah. Yeah, the Power Rangers one surprised me too. I like that one too. Um yeah, Blue Beetle. Uh have you have you seen the trailer for White Bird a Wonder Story? No, what is this? So you remember the movie Wonder? Kind of. That was the Owen Wilson um and Julia Roberts and they had the kid okay. who um Was it the Tremblay one? He, yeah. Yep. There's a Where sequel? He wore the space helmet. Oh, Oh, Sabina, this trailer is like, what? So, like, it starts like, hey, oh, like, about some kid who bullied the Trembley character. And then, like, 
he gets in trouble and he gets this kid gets sent to his grandma who then tells a story of when she was younger and then they're in school and these guys pick on her friend and them and she's like yeah yeah stay away from me Jew and you're like wait what and then they show like a window and like a Nazi flag comes down and you're like what is this movie what and then it's like it's like yeah white bird a wonder story you're like what the hell who who went to wonder is gonna want to go see this insanity like you gotta watch this because it comes out of left field the Nazi stuff you're like what what is this I think Helen is Helen Mirren in it yeah, br- yeah, Jillian Anderson and Helen Mirren in this, and it is, it just looks nuts, and it's got the Wonder logo, everything on it, and I'm just like, why would you do another Wonder and do this? Like, it just seems really questionable to create a franchise universe from this. I yeah, it, it just the this direct like this could have been some other movie, and it feels like they're like shot some like before scene and then called it Wonder, and like. Like, oh, glad the Wonder franchise is continuing. Like, what? No, like, what? Franchise? What? Like, I, it, it's bizarre. It's almost like, I hate to, it's snicker worthy when you watch the trailer. Like, what? Because, because you're just so caught off guard by this Nazi thing. And it's, it, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've seen the trailer a couple of times and I've heard audiences go, what? <laughs> like, when they see the Nazi part and then they see the Wonder thing, like, just confusion. So, Wonders back this summer, folks. Wonders back. Um, obviously, we don't know <laughs> anything about Please Destroy, Don't Destroy, but I have a feeling that will probably be something that gets word of mouth into like people checking on streaming and Blu-ray and stuff. At the end of the day, with like a lot of these, like what was sure. it? Pop star. Like I'm feeling it could be pop star type. Right. Yeah. Thing. I mean, I've I've enjoyed some of their their video clips for sure. Yeah. Um. And then it looks like uh, our last movie is They Listen. Star, it's a horror film by Chris Weitz. It has Catherine Waterston and John Cho and Ricky Lindholm and Keith Carradine. And I don't know what it is about. Uh, it's a Blumhouse. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, just it's a we got a horror film coming out at the end of oh, summer. I mean, like Catherine Watterson and John Cho. I do I like Catherine Watterson a lot? That's why I was mad about that last uh, Fantastic Beasts movie. I'm like, what? Sideline of my favorite. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's the summer when, as we have it. When what? is the uh, horror film that just had the trailer drop coming out? The one with the hand. That's not like, yeah. Um, it looked really good. Um, <laughs> hang on, I literally googled the hand horror movie, but that's well, not. What you'll it's get called. nineteen. You'll get the Michael Caine one. No, um, it's not called the hand. Um, shoot, uh, we recently wrote about it. Is that one gonna go to like? It's theaters, I believe. Oh, is this? Theaters? Yeah. I'm just making sure we're not missing. Oh, talk to me. Talk to me. Oh yeah, we were missing. Talk to me. That was uh, it's July 28th. It's a 24. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Did you see the trailer for this one? I might have. I 
I, it's not listed here on my schedule. So yeah, talk to me. Okay, July twenty eighth. Yeah, it's like a, a disembodied hand that a lot of like Gen Zers like force each other to um, uh, like invoke or listen to spirits from the other side. We can only oh yeah. yes, and there's okay, like the, okay, okay, yeah, the time limit. You can't go over it, and, and then you become haunted if you do or cursed. Yes, that yes. gave me like the heebie-jeebies. Like I'm very excited for that one. Okay, yes, for I sure. remember this. Show. Yes, okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely talk to me. That could be, yeah, that could be a small little hit that coasts really well and has good legs. So yeah, talk to me. Cool. Um, all right, so that that wraps our summer here. So we're gonna do a quick thing here. Sabina and I are gonna make some. We're gonna do a. I stole this from another show um, called Ooh. The Town, but <laughs> yeah, but that was really fun. So I thought I'd play with the summer. Um, we're gonna pick four movies. That we're in a, a draft style, so Sabina pick one, I pick one, blah 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 blah, of what we think will make the most money at the box office, and try to have our totals beat one another for this. So I will let you pick first, Sabina, what you think the highest grossing movie of the summer will be. Oh my goodness, the highest grossing movie of the summer. Ah, I want to say The Flash, but I feel like it could be wrong. Okay. That's my first guess. Okay. Well, you, I mean, not your guess. You pick. My pick. You want to my... stack together movies. This is my movies. pick. I am so you're going to pick three, and then I get to pick one for you. And then, you'll, and then well, I'll, you'll pick one, I'll pick one, and then when it comes to our fourth selection, I pick one for you, and you pick one for me. Okay, okay. Actually, can I switch it? <laughs> yes. Okay, I mean, I, I will hedge my bets with Fast X. I think that'll be the highest okay. grossing. That'll be the highest grossing. Okay. Yes. You choose Fast X. I am going to choose. Oh man, um, I'm gonna go with Barbie. Oh, okay. I have a, it's got hype. Okay. Beyond belief right now, so I'm gonna go with Barbie. So you pick another one now. Uh, Spider Man into across the Spider Verse. Okay. My second choice. All right. My next choice is going to be The Little Mermaid. And one more for you. There. Your third choice. Hmm. You have Fast X and Spider-Man. My heart wants to go with Indiana Jones. But my brain wants to go with Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Oh, okay. So that's where I'm at. I'm torn. Uh, But I'll put in Indiana Jones. Okay. All right. And my last, I will pick, ooh, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Mission Impossible because I feel like, I don't feel like Oppenheimer will stop its progress. It'll take its IMAX screens from it, but I think it can run alongside Oppenheimer, and I don't think it's counter to Barbie. So I'm going to go Mission Impossible. Uh, so now I'm going to pick first, since you picked first of this, I'm going to pick one for you. And I'm going to give you, your fourth one's going to be about my father. What? <laughs> I'm trying to sink you. I got to witness okay, this. So you, okay. the, the goal, the idea here is to pick one of the bombs to okay. add to mine to sink my. Uh, I, I pick White Dove, a wonder story for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> white Bird, a wonder. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say White Man Can't Jump. I was like, oh, well played. But yeah, this is another one. Okay. Okay. So to recap, Sabina's. 
picked Fast X, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny, and About My Father. And I have Barbie, Little Mermaid, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, and White Bird, A Wonder Story. Okay, now we're going to do the same thing, (laughs) but with Rotten Tomato scores, critic Rotten Tomato scores, what has the highest... Pick what will you think will have the highest percentage. So your first pick. For highest percentage. Highest percentage. I pick Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Okay. I will pick... I'm going to pick uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Your next pick? Barbie. Barbie. I will pick Asteroid City. And One more pick. My third pick is going to be Guardians. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, mine will be Elemental. And then, okay. To, now my pick for you. I'm going to give you... Uh, the lowest. Uh, so the, the idea is pick the lowest one. I'm gonna give you Gran Turismo. <laughs> okay. All right, and now you pick one for me. What, what did we? What were we talking about? That like shocked me. I mean that that was the Wonder one, right? And that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't pick ones we've already picked. You can pick one. Oh. This is a different category. So yeah. The Wonder movie. Okay, <laughs> you're. You're like, this is going to be the shit bomb of the summer. Yeah. All right. White bird of water. Okay, so to recap, Sabina has Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Gran Turismo. I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Asteroid City, Elemental, and White Bird, A Wonder Story. I might have to buy merch from that movie. I'm connected to it. <laughs> uh, okay, now just one pick. So these are just one-offs here. So the movie that you think will have the lowest box office but the highest critic rating. Okay. Uh, It pains me. Well, I think, yeah, Asteroid City. Okay. I had that too. Uh, But I'll pick a different one because we're not going to pick the same. Lowest box office but highest critic rating. Um... I'm going to go with Joyride. But Joyride doesn't have to make a ton to be a hit, though. So that's hopefully. Um, okay. And then the highest box office, lowest critic rating. What do you think? The Flash. The Flash. Okay. I'm going to go with Fast X. All right. Because I feel like. Critics were hot and popular with Fast. The last couple they've been like souring on. So I'm going to go with Fast X. Okay. Now, our last one. And all of these will be like the Rotten Tomatoes ones will be decided. So if we like tied for some reason, we would go to the actual score for that. So now the biggest critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and audience rating disparity. So... Either the the critic score is really low and the audience is higher, the audience hates it and the critics think it's awesome. What do you think will have that? I think that's going to be the flash. For like, uh-huh. I think audiences are going to love it and critics are going to hate it. That's what. Okay, that's what I was going to get. Okay, so you pick the flash. I'm going to pick. I'll pick the Little Mermaid. 
for that. Okay. We've done it. We've we have almost two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> summer preview but i hope you enjoyed that uh thank you sabina for taking the time out to preview the summer and i can't wait to come back and reflect and see how we did on our picks i'm excited Uh, to find out oh yes i think Um, we we counted horror out which is not a good idea yeah because there's like um, there's a mixed bag of horror films coming out and i think that there's gonna be one that's probably gonna like have true true um let's hope uh, yeah, let's hope it's a bunch of horror that does it. But horror's like, yeah, like they can be huge successes while not having to having to make like fast X money and That's stuff. That's true. Like, there, there was that summer where The Conjuring came out, and that was a real big boom uh, with that one. Um, That's where like James Wan became like the first director to have like two forty plus million dollar openings in the same year because he had that in Insidious Chapter Two. Um, but yeah, that sometimes in the quiet place that was or no, those were spring, weren't they? Or they they summer? I can't remember. Quiet Place Two was a summer movie. Yeah, and that was big because that was one of my first. Uh, that was my second um, post vaccination movie. Once I came back to the theaters. Um, okay, so yeah, the horror. Yeah, sorry if we counted you out. Horror, I feel bad. Surprise um, us, horror. <laughs> but in in your, I mean. In horror's defense, White Bird of Wonder story looks pretty horrific. <laughs> so we did bring that up quite a bit here. But uh, Sabina, before we go, where can people keep up with you all summer long? People can keep up with me on gizmodo.com backslash io9 or just io9.com talking about uh, the upcoming film and television slate and genre and also theme parks, everything in the you know, Disney Universal field, but also um, immersive, experiential uh, activations. You know, Universal is going to have their own horror thing coming up at Area 15 in Las Vegas. I'll be I'll be keeping track of that. And uh, for like Brandon said, like uh, a look at some of the fun stuff I'm doing. Definitely check out at Going Cool Places on Instagram and TikTok. And then awesome. on Twitter, you can find me on at Sabina has no R for as long as Twitter remains alive question mark i mean it's like we keep wanting it to die but it's still there and we still go on it and it's a zombie we it's yeah (laughs) habits um really what it is so okay well um you can find me on twitter and instagram at brandon 4 qhd my written work is on why so blue.com when you hear me next week, it's pre-recorded all through the summer. So this is the most recent me. Uh, have a good summer. Enjoy the summer of 93 at 30, which starts next week with myself, Scott Mendelson uh, from The Wrap, and Aaron Neuwirth from We Live Entertainment, Iso Blue, and out now with Aaron and Abe, as well as myriad of guests doing uh, music video episodes throughout the summer. Some the same from last year. Some, some newbies in there as well. Um, enjoy it. I have a lot of fun doing these. Um, our first week of movies, the slate is the Bruce Lee's or um, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, what else is it? Uh, yeah, that's that's the big one from our first week um, that we talk about, and some other movies as well. I'm blanking on it, but I'll see you guys at the end of the summer. I'll be here with Sabina. That'll be fresh me. Um, <laughs> Hopefully I don't get COVID at the end of the summer again and I don't yeah. have to delay things. So yeah, that was last year. But yeah, so thank you very much, Sabina. Thank you everyone for listening. Always have a good a summer at the movies. 
Yes, tweet us, comment us with what we got wrong. Your picks. Yes, let us know your picks. Yeah, let us know your picks. Let us know what you're looking forward to. Have a good one and stay phone positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.